0: One, two, three, four. Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! time, time. It's my screen time, too! Screen time! Screen time! Hello, and welcome to It's My Screen screen Time, time, time Too, the podcast where two moms finally put their Intro to Film Studies credits to use. I'm Deborah, and I have a seven-year-old and twin four-year-olds. And I'm Katie, and I have one
1: 20-month-old. Um. So we like to get all the mom stuff over with at the beginning of the podcast. So we're just going to get it out of our systems and each say something super cute that one of our kids did this week. And then we'll move on and it'll be a kid free zone for the majority of the podcast. So when we bought our house, we discovered that it is currently the trend in home architecture to have very vaulted ceilings in your living room with a balcony that looks down over your main room. And at the time that we were house shopping, we had a four month old. And I kept telling the realtor that seems like it's going to be really dangerous when we have a toddler who's going to want to be climbing on things. And she kept saying, no, this is just how all new houses are. It can't possibly be a problem or people wouldn't be buying these houses. And I pushed back and I insisted until we found this one house that seemed to be the only house in all of Dallas that did not have the treacherous balcony overlook. And now I'm really glad we don't have a treacherous balcony overlook because Jay has started climbing up the outside of the staircase. (laughs) oh yeah yeah so I know he would have been all about that balcony if we had it so I have I feel very good about my choice I feel not so good about my child's future potential for
0: head wounds I think he's just precocious
1: <laughs> but hopefully he's precocious enough to tuck and roll when he eventually falls I guess we'll find out stay tuned
0: <laughs> yeah it's hardwood floors underneath your stairs right
1: yep He'll learn. Yeah. So, how about your kids?
0: Well, just today at dinner time, we were listening to public radio at dinner and they were reviewing a movie and had a section where they bleeped out pretty much everything the character was saying. My kids weren't listening, but the bleep being out caught their attention. And then my seven year old Tony said, I know what he was saying. It was either. The D word, the S word, or the I word. The I word? Right. So I was like, well, what do you think he said? Because I, I'm not sure what profanity he knows or doesn't know. And he said, okay, without the beeps, it would have been, you
1: idiot! <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I love that so much. Seven-year-old Inst-
0: innocence it was pretty cute i didn't i didn't know there was an i word but i like it
1: way to protect your kid from curse words you did good mom (laughs) so far (laughs) all right should we dive into the show
0: sure so today we're talking about bubble guppies which is a nick jr show And according to Nick Jr., Bubble Guppies lets you dive into a watery world of learning and music with the Bubble Guppies. This hilarious variety-style kids show teaches preschoolers science, math, and reading while it explores themes such as dinosaurs, recycling, rock and roll, colors, and cowboys. It first aired in 2011, and the most recent and last season was number four. We watched it on Amazon Prime, so we randomly picked, besides the pilot, um, two other shows from season one, because that's what's available on Amazon Prime. I think I suggested it because I love the Everybody Go Outside song. It is really cute. It's catchy. <laughs> you can adapt it to all kinds of circumstances and scenarios
1: I don't in know. your kid's life. Is it catchier than the teamwork song from Wonder Pets? Similar in catchiness, I think. See, we're asking the hard questions
0: already. (laughs) So from season one, we watched uh, episode one, Call a Clambulance, episode three, Bubble Puppy, and episode 16, Super Shrimp tennial Celebration. So we'll go through the episodes one by one and then move on to our more general thoughts about the show. So Katie, do you want to summarize episode one? Yeah, I do. I'm
1: excited to take a shot at this plot summary because I realized after our last episode about Elena of Avalor that I was getting a little too intense into the plot summary. So keeping in mind that it was a variety style show, the structure of every episode was pretty similar. So this first episode is called Call a Clambulance. So essentially you have different segments that are pretty discreet, but they all revolve around a central theme. So, this theme, as you might guess from the title, was what it's like to visit the doctor. There's a main plot, such as it is, and that is that one of the bubble guppies, I guess I should rewind and say that the bubble guppies are six mer people, mer children, mer kids, um, three boys and three girls. So, the episode starts with one of the mermaids whose friend Avi, who's a little fish, falls off his bike and hurts his tail. And his mom calls the doctor, and the doctor sends a ambulance to pick him up and take him to the hospital. Throughout the episode, they're talking about what it's like to visit the doctor, how the doctor can help you. After they introduced the main plot, they did a song called, well, I don't know what it was called, but the refrain was, I've got a bunch of bones inside me. (laughs)
0: which is the extent of my human anatomy knowledge so I appreciated
1: that (laughs) I'm right at preschool level Mm -hmm. (laughs) then after the song they had a pretend doctor's visit where one of the bubble guppies was the patient and the other was the doctor then after the pretend doctor's visit they had lunch where they expressed their love of puns by saying that one of them had a ambulance on Rye for lunch and everyone left. Uh, And then they had another song, which was more of a dance, a group dance, and it was a checkup dance. And then they had a playing pretend segment where two of the bubble guppies were jungle doctors and they were helping all the animals in the jungle. And then they came back around and wrapped up the main plot And everyone went to visit Avi in the hospital and signed his cast. Was that skinny enough on the plot?
0: I think you covered it.
1: Okay, good. (laughs) All right. What did you think about this first episode of Bubble Guppies?
0: My very first thought, because Molly, she's got long pink hair, and Gil, they introduced the show. And Gil is wearing kind of a bowling style shirt. Or maybe a short sleeve business style shirt. And Molly's just wearing like a bandeau swim top. (laughs) And so that was my first impression, which was a poor impression of the show.
1: I thought he was wearing a lab coat because he was supposed to be a doctor.
0: Oh, yeah. He gets to be the doctor.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. But then later when they play pretend, one of the girls is the doctor. Of course, she's a terrible doctor and keeps confusing the x-rays, but I guess even a D-plus doctor is
0: still a doctor. Right. And then at the end, Gil was the only one who wondered if he would get to be a doctor when he grew up.
1: Oh, man. I did not even notice that. I just, on a surface level, I was glad to see that at least they split the six bubble guppies evenly between boys and girls. That's true. Um, but I hated how auto-tuned and like Britney Spearsy the Bunch of Bones song was. Even though I... T- um,
0: okay. <laughs> okay, one of my notes is, OMG, the auto-tune effect in the songs is terrible. Yeah, All caps.
1: <laughs> I know, and I know they were trying to do like a, this is a pop song moment, but oh man, I could barely make it through. It was pretty rough. Yeah, agreed. If my husband hadn't been there to make inappropriate jokes about having a bunch of bones inside me, I don't think I would have <laughs> made it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, he's a card. Um, Did you think when they were playing Jungle Doctors, I was surprised that they... So glibly moved on from the gorilla because I thought he was depressed. Yes, I thought they were going to open up
1: their medical kit and be like, What can we use to help this gorilla? Paxil, a band aid, or a Kleenex
0: combination in person (laughs) therapy. And
1: I happen to have some CBT in my medical bag. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, that was a missed opportunity. And all they did was play with him, which was. Really a quick fix and probably didn't do the job in the long
0: term. No, he's going to remain modeling.
1: I wonder if in future episodes they have one all about mental illness. I would love that. That would be awesome. I would think if any kids show would have done it, it would have been Sesame Street. addressed mental illness and what it means.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure.
1: Maybe we'll have to look into that later. But anyway, bubble guppies. I like that they just said right up front that shots are important. And they did not mess around with any oh sometimes you can choose not to get shots because your parents erroneously believe it's going to give you autism so they're pretty affront about shots being
0: a thing you just have to do I like that yeah I appreciated that also <laughs> um, another thing that I thought was true to life was when Avi the little fish falls on his tricycle there was a pause and it totally replicated the moment when you as a parent are watching your child say climb up the outside of the staircase (laughs) and you see their foot you know make a misstep and you can just see what's gonna happen but you can do nothing to stop it and I thought that's what Avi's accident was like it was totally a pause and then he fell Mm -hmm. and broke his tail which was kind of a nice
1: parental moment because that was the other weird thing about the show. There are no parents, other than we saw Avi's mom. But the only other adult figure is their teacher, Mr. Grouper, who is a fish. Mm-hmm. And all the children in Mr. Grouper's class are mer-kids. He doesn't seem to have mm-hmm. any fish students. So I just wonder what the social structure is like. <laughs> Where do the fish go definitely, to school?
0: Yeah, definitely weird.
1: All right, should we move on
0: to episode two? to bubble puppy yes bubble puppy so quick summary Gil visits an animal shelter at the beginning of the show and decides that he wants a puppy and that sets up the whole episode the bubble guppies learn about pets and responsibility different kinds of pets supplies you might need for a pet how to take care of pets how to train pets And then at the end, Gil gets to adopt that little puppy that he saw at the beginning and names him Bubble Puppy. Again, what is with the
1: lack of parental involvement? Because at the end, when they adopt the puppy, it's the class that adopts the puppy. How is that going to work? I mean, I can see a class rabbit, but a class puppy is a big responsibility.
0: I did think that it was... Funny that they got to explore the different kinds of pets and one of the bubble guppies I don't remember which one wanted a dragon and everybody else was like Ugh, dude not a dragon <laughs> guinea pig guinea pig chihuahua cat but not a dragon I love
1: that guinea pig was a second choice it was like so down to earth like, I want a yeah. super cool <laughs> dragon I'm not gonna pick as my second choice like a lizard of some sort no 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 guinea pig.
0: I also wish that they would have explored the fact that it's okay not to have a pet.
1: That's true. Do you guys have pets? We
0: don't. And <laughs> I always tell my kids that we can't have a dog because I don't want to scoop its poop. Mm-hmm.
1: But as we learned from so the bubble it... guppies, you can totally trust six preschoolers to take care of a puppy on their own. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a dog and a cat but Jay is too young to learn any responsibility, and we had both of them before him, so we haven't crossed that bridge yet. Though sometimes I make Jay put the food in Stella's dish. Right now he just thinks it's fun, not work. And if he says no, I just let him run away. Oh, damn it, we're talking about kids again. Okay, let me see if I had any other insightful things to say about this episode. Just that it was a really irresponsible adoption center. Like, No self-respecting adoption center would adopt out a dog to that situation, like a random class full of preschoolers and their teacher. Right.
0: I agree with you. (laughs) I had a couple of complaints about that episode. So, Gabi, is that how you say his name? I think it's Gobi? Gobi, like the desert. Gobi. Okay. Gobi and the dragon pet sequence made me a little uncomfortable. Because Mr. Grouper had a weird, like, imperial China mustache Mm -hmm. at that point. So we watched Wonder Pets a couple of weeks ago, and it reminded me of the Japanese painting episode, and it was just...
1: Maybe a little racist. Yeah. But I don't feel like it was quite as bad as the Wonder Pets.
0: Not as bad as Wonder Pets, but it was an unnecessary part of the show. I can agree with you there. Um, one thing I liked was that at lunchtime, the each bubble guppy was pretending to be a different kind of animal, and the one that was pretending to be a dog eats a hot dog that barks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was weird and cannibalistic, and maybe, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know what the purpose of it was, but I thought it was funny. And did you notice the laugh track? No, was there a laugh track? That episode had a laugh track. So at the beginning, huh. the puppy that is probably going to die, because how can six preschoolers keep it alive? <laughs> he was tricking Gil, and every time that he would like go behind a tree or something and disappear from Gil's line of sight, like the laugh track would play right. until Gil found him.
1: I think, I mean, that's sort of part and parcel with the whole breaking of the fourth wall, which they did all the time to talk directly to the Mm -hmm. audience and ask viewers questions. And I thought it was there maybe less as a laugh track and more as a prompt for Mm -hmm. what the people watching should be saying. I don't know how I felt about the breaking of the fourth wall. I mean, I love the Rocky Horror Picture Show as much as anyone else. But uh, bubble guppies did not exactly have the same thrill. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Should we move on to the third episode? Sure. Season one, episode 16, Super Shrimp Celebration. I don't know why I, well, whatever. Goby meets some crabs at a bus stop who are going to the super shrimp celebration at the top of big bubble tower in big bubble city so this whole episode is about going to the city and what the city is like and how cool the city is so the first song is like a splashy broadway number about how great the city is then they have a pretend visit to a bakery to get a special cake for the super shrimp celebration and then they have lunch and i don't know if i remember what the pun was in this one yeah i forgot Then the second song, Where They All Dance, is about getting on a bus, because Mr. Grouper says he's going to take them all on a field trip to go to this Schremteneal celebration in the city, at the top of Big Bubble Tower. More on that later. Uh, And then the pretend segment, they're exploring a lost city to find a golden pretzel, and they're learning how to use the subway in that lost city. And then they wrapped up the main plot. Everyone goes on the bus to the city to the super Shrimpennial celebration and has fun experiencing all the city's sights. I just can't stop harping on this. Who would let their class of six preschoolers get on a bus to the bubble guppy universe equivalent of New York City with their teacher to go to this party that is late at night at the top of a building with a ton of strangers. Right. Who no are these guppies' parents?
0: Maybe it's an orphanage.
1: Maybe it is. Oh, that's sad.
0: I was not sure what the the outside time adventure. It was like in Indiana Jones, but I guess I didn't catch that the subway was the teachable moment there relating to the city. So good job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and also the uh, end was a pretzel cart. They seemed really... Enthusiastic about pretzel carts. No mention of gross hot dog carts.
0: Yeah, they talked about like navigating the subway, what big cities have, but there there could have been a don't talk to strangers, don't eat anything you find on the ground. (laughs) Because you can do that in the country, but not in the city. You need a bathroom, (laughs) find a department store.
1: (laughs) These are the sort of practical lessons they should have shared. But it was very yeah. pro city. And also pro mass transit. I like that they took like just the public bus to get there from whatever their town is called. Also in the fake bakery sequence when they were pretend they were playing bakery, the bubble guppy who was working behind the counter was just like, Come on, customer, help me bake the cake. What kind of bakery lets the customer help bake the cake?
0: I liked I think he's my favorite bubble guppy. Is
1: that the little red haired um, one? Yeah, yeah. He seems to be the he's brainy one.
0: Brainy and kind of kind of dry.
1: Yeah, because he's always the one popping up to recite facts.
0: Right. When they're playing their games.
1: He wants to make sure we know what's really going on. Yeah. Noni.
0: Noni, okay. That's his name. Blue Goggles. So what did you think of the music? I think that was my favorite song, the Broadway-ish song. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it didn't lend itself to funny jokes like Bunch of Bones, but it didn't have the auto-tune, which made it a lot better. I would agree. Mm -hmm. I think it was my favorite song. All in all, the musical numbers weren't great, but the whole structure as a variety show, I kind of liked. I have zero experience with variety shows in in my adult life, other than maybe like the late-night shows.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it was kind of fun to have everything broken up like that. Right. I don't know that I have anything specific anything else specific about this episode
0: I don't either except um, the family at the beginning I, I thought they were lobsters mm-hmm. I think you said um, oh maybe they were I said crabs crabs I thought their southern accents were bordering offensive <laughs> like they were exaggerated they were fake sounding <laughs> I don't know if I were From the South with a real Southern accent, I think I might have found that mildly offensive. Yeah,
1: because they were definitely painting them as like the dumb tourists.
0: Yeah, caricatures, for sure.
1: Man, you have a really good eye for these offensive things.
0: (laughs) Always on the lookout. I'm always on the lookout. Would you let Jay watch it?
1: Um... Yes, yes, definitely, because it's broken up into those short segments, it's easy to focus on, and I like that there's at least some feint at having a teaching a lesson every time.
0: Yeah, and I thought that this was maybe the most educational of the shows we've watched, because there are those little quizzes, like Dora the Explorer style, where they give that pause so the kid watching the show can fill in the right or wrong letter or body part or subway direction
1: or the audience can just hurl abuse at the screen right
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's an option also
1: um would you let your kids watch it I would
0: yeah I think it's a little too simple for my seven-year-old he's past it but four-year-olds definitely Mm -hmm.
1: could you think of any adult show that you would compare it to how about you go first I mean, I was trying to think, because the thing that really stuck with me was the fact that they kept looking at the camera and talking to me. So I thought maybe The Office or, like, early mm. seasons of Parks and Rec when they were trying to do the whole mockumentary thing. Um, but, of course, those don't match the whole variety style. Ooh, maybe if I had to compare it to, like, a late night show, I would compare it to Craig Ferguson, because he was always talking meaningfully into the camera to his audience. Like, they were really participating. So maybe some combination between those three.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's good. I could not really come up with a adult show, but I did have some casting suggestions. Ooh,
1: yeah, lay it on me, because I got nothing.
0: Okay, so the blonde bubble guppy who sings the Broadway song, she had a real like a Chicago style, like to her voice at times. <laughs> yeah. So I thought of Jane Krakowski. Oh, yeah. Like the Jenna Moroni character from 30 Rock. <laughs> She's got that ability. I thought that would be good. Um, And Noni, the nerdy one with the blue goggles, mm-hmm. I th- thought he did deadpan in a way that, Donald Glover does oh have you seen Atlanta I have not yet
1: I have a real hard time Ooh, with really the good. whole dramedy not even dramedy but comedy that's not really a straight-up comedy genre is hard for me if I'm gonna watch a comedy I don't want to think that much so it's a hard okay, sell. <laughs> okay. but I've heard it's great and I'll probably get there
0: yeah, I haven't seen him in community because I didn't really watch that, but definitely I definitely his character in Atlanta. Have you um, heard that
1: he's playing Simba in the live action Lion King movie?
0: Yeah, I will totally watch. <laughs> yes.
1: The hell out of that. <laughs> Stay tuned guys. We'll be reviewing it here when it comes out in 2019. <laughs> Any other casting suggestions?
0: Well, we never really talked about Mr. Grouper. What do you think of Mr. Grouper? Oh
1: yeah. Um,
0: Besides the fact that he's a different species
1: than. His. Yeah. Yes. So weird. Just like throw a couple fish in the classroom, and it would be less weird.
0: Um, See, I thought Will Ferrell was an obvious choice.
1: Yeah, kind of bumbling and, but well-meaning.
0: Yeah, John C. Riley. basically the same kind of actor.
1: I can almost see John C. Riley more because in my mind, he's a little friendlier. Yes, yeah, that's true. (laughs) But I have to admit that none of the specific, other than our friend with the goggles, um, none of the Bubble Guppies really stuck out to me as distinct personalities. Maybe if you watch more than three episodes, you start to get a better sense of them, but Other than they have different colored hair, they were kind of indistinguishable.
0: Right, and different musical talents.
1: Yes, that's true. Except for that poor girl that has no musical talents and needs so much auto tune, it hurts my heart. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah. So after those, I only was thinking of like actresses who have that like big eye, long hair, anime look to Mm them. Um, Have you seen Unreal? Yes, I love that show. So the actress who plays Rachel, Shiri Appleby. Mm-hmm. She would be a decent bubble guppy looking character. Yeah,
1: she does have those very expressive eyes. I've been a big fan of her since Roswell. Did you watch the teen show Roswell? No, no. <laughs> I really loved it as a teenager. I am 99.9% sure it doesn't hold up at all. But uh, it was paired, it came on right after Buffy, so it was an easy transition.
0: No, I only know her from Unreal, which is great. I love that show.
1: Well, the second season was kind of rough. I don't
0: care. (laughs) 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 I still loved it.
1: Okay, would you ever watch this alone voluntarily?
0: No. Yeah, neither would I. Mm -mm. Sorry, Bubble Guppies. Yeah. I would would like, though, to qualify that, I would like a full-length, outside song
1: okay yeah
0: to put on my playlist Mm -hmm. especially for like outdoor running (laughs) I think that would be really motivate motivating
1: all right after we are done with this podcast I'm gonna work on putting that on a loop for you
0: and just here we go here we go here we go here we go outside bubble guppies
1: We should just have you sing all the songs. You're very good
0: at it. Should we rate? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Mm,
1: I'd give it a 2.5 or maybe a 3. I'd go as high as a 3.
0: Yeah, I was going to say 3. 3 for the kids, 2 for me.
1: Mostly because I have a feeling that there's a lot worse out there, so we can't grade it too harshly. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2 please rate and review us on iTunes or tweet us with show or movie suggestions or general comments at at myscreentime2. You can also email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by screen. my screen
0: time!